You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here along with my co-host, India Jackson, to get the dialogue going. So, hey, <laughs> hey lady. So we were talking about something that I kind of wanted to um, dig into a little bit further because I think that there are some misconceptions around it that people need to kind of understand. It's not what you think it is. So please don't do this. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to fare well for you. And it's around the fact that, you know, people try to put this cover on their business, kind of like a book and it's all lies. It's not accurate. And so just as, you know, you can see somebody that tries to put on the diversity jacket and it's all lies. You can see something and think, oh, this is one white woman and that's all that you got. That might not be the case either. Yeah. And so I think that there is something to kind of be talked about around what diversity actually looks like in a business, especially what it looks like in action. And I think I want to start off by just asking you some of the ways that you've seen diversity um, look different than maybe what people are portraying versus what it actually is? Um, I mean, I've seen both sides of that. So I would say a great example is probably going to be myself, not to to put it like that, but um, what better example that you know all the ins and outs of than your own? And I've worked with you on kind of reframing how I see diversity in my business and how I see um, team because, you know, I, as a black female business owner, a black owned business and a female owned business, um, have really been on a journey to make sure that I have diversity. And I can say that in the beginning of my journey, I thought, well, you know, I'm female and I'm black. That's diversity, right? And it's like, no, diversity is variety. Thank you for educating me on that, boo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I saw it as like, you know, our clients were from all different backgrounds, all different genders, uh, ethnicities, uh, from different countries, you name it. And that was diversity to me. But as I started to expand and to look at adding team, um, 
it was really important for me to have diversity there too. And so I can say from the outside, you know, that whole judging the business by its cover, um, this probably does look like a black owned business, but what people don't see behind the scenes or just experiences that we've had of team members in the past is that we have had, um, both males on the team, um, both white and black males, Latino males, you name it. Um, and we also have had a team that included um, women of different ethnicities as well, including white women. And it's it's definitely a journey of what you see is not always what reality is. I think one of the things I've been working through right now is also recognizing that team isn't always an employee. Team is also the additional people that you hire to support your business, like hiring you to support me with diversity, equity, inclusion. You are a member of my team. Now, that doesn't mean you're necessarily an employee of my business, but you are guiding the direction of the business. You're supporting how the business moves through things, how it communicates with other people. And within that, um, you are very much a part of the company culture. Uh, and you, well, specifically what you do, it also kind of helps determine the direction of the company culture. So mm-hmm. it's been an interesting journey for me to reframe what is team. You know, team can also be your contractors. It can also be the outside businesses that you hire to support you. Um, that's a little bit different than where we're going of judging the business by its cover. Uh but I'm sure you have some more specific questions I could dive into about that. Well, I think that what you said is is a big part of it. And I think that part of it is that reframe of, you know, there's more to your team than just, you know, who's who's on the full-time payroll. And I think, you know, if you have a designer that you do projects with and, you know, you periodically check in with, if you have a photographer that quarterly is, is a part of... Um, your brand and imagery uh, strategy. If you do have someone on your team like me, that is that consultant, that is that touch point that is able to help you through some of the things that are coming up that's helping you to make sure that your values are integrated into your business, which is something that I do. And my one-on-one clients, you know, whether it's through Voxer, whether it's in our regular calls, whether it's saying, Hey, we need to rewrite company guidelines. That is a part of it. And so I don't think that people always really consider who is a part of making your brand what it is and helping you to actually speak to and serve your clients, which really is what, at least in my opinion, that's that's what a team is. That's what that means. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think that that's been a journey for me to really internalize that it can mean so many different things, but also to then on the other side. So a part of what we do at Font Your Fire is we're going into other businesses. We are a part of their team. And I'm like, I knew that, right? But like to really internalize, oh yeah, I am on this business's team. And that means my people are too instantly changes some of the diversity that they may have or may not have had within their business instantly in hiring us. Um And with that, I'm sure like you can dive into this a little bit more, but now you start changing or shifting or even bumping up against, if they're not open-minded, some concerns of like how things are done or how they see things 
or their view of the world or you know, when you're wording something like this in your captions, it could be really offensive to this demographic. Did you consider that these kind of things can come into play? One of the number one places that I've seen this come up in working with people is looking at their business from the outside in. They would love to have it look like they have diversity in their clientele and in their team. So that has looked like wanting to bring my team on to either create photographs, um, find stock imagery, or source um, like or create video footage of events that they're having, different things like that, um, and really build their online presence and their brochures and printables and things to look like they have diverse clients, diverse team, diverse insert thing here. But many times what that had looked like was we don't actually have that. We know we want to get it. So if we're mostly a white man business, we want to get some women that work with us let's let's go ask one of your friends to be posing in the photos. We'll, we'll have a uniform for her. And I'm like, mm, that's not how that works. Like at that point, no. if you want to support women in working in your business, I could do that. And most other agencies and photographers and companies like that would just go ask the friend and, and keep it moving. But my integrity and me wanting your business to have integrity will not allow you to do that. Because I'm sure you can chime in, but there's some work that needs to be done to think that you can bring a woman in your business and have her pose for pictures for a day and not actually compensate her because she's now being a model for that day, which deserves compensation. Um, part two is now you are using this to attract female applicants into your business from a hiring and recruiting standpoint. And I have no idea if this is going to be a safe space for a woman to work. Because right now, the decision and the ease of just asking me to insert a female body into the photo tells me that there might need to be some work done here. That is not what I do, but this is where you come in. Pause on the Play is about conversation, dialogue, the opportunity to listen into discussions, real, open, honest, authentic ones that question societal norms and gets you in action imperfectly. Yes, we talk about some business things, but at the end of the day, it's all about questioning perceived notions, being an imperfect ally, becoming a part of the change that you want to see, and to make sure that we can continue to bring you this valuable content, this space where you get to hear something that's really important. I'm here to ask you to give some fuel to the podcast engine, going over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. This helps to ensure we can keep the dialogue going. So for your support, I'm sending you a heartfelt thank you. Let's get it going. So, I, okay, so I heard a few things. One is the fact that when you begin to work with someone, what you do is you're adding to kind of this web of the intersection of like, okay, I work with this person who has this type of team. And so I am helping to facilitate um, or not uh, a certain type of diversity in, in the workforce. And so that comes into play with the kind of voting with your dollars thing. So if you are just every time you turn around intentionally or not fueling the middle-aged white man thing, and then it doesn't help, you know, the pay gap, uh, the gender pay gap, then, then there's kind of that piece. But then there's also the piece of, you would rather check the box and fill the space, like not in not in real life and actually do the work, but to do it to say you did it. 
again, slapping that book, that book jacket on. And it's like, look, see, we're good. And it's like, uh-uh, that's not what that is. And so that that's a culture thing. And so that's that place of like, this business is not actually designed to facilitate the type of change that you say you want to create in these images. It doesn't actually support the type of culture that, um, you know, whether it's a woman, whether it's different ethnicities, races, genders, whatever that thing is, like these particular intersections can't work here and be included and be seen and be a part of the decision-making process and not just the figurehead in the seat at the table to say that you did it. And that's where it's like, wait a minute, you have to actually go in and do the work to make it something that actually happens. Because what happens is, is when you decide to just, you know, again, just like we've talked about with photos, insert black hand here, you're not actually fixing the problem. All you're doing is perpetrating a lie and that's not helpful at all. And so that is really indicative of where there's more work that needs to be done but I do think that even when you're just starting and you're like, I don't have this and you do choose to do stock photos, which I'm not a fan of stock photos as a general statement, because I think that for some people it can be a way to hide. Um, well, it can it, also, it, if you're not careful, and this is just my perspective from what I've seen in like white corporate America clients, um, mm-hmm. which have been a lot of our clients is it can perpetuate tokenism. So like you have this outward facing, we want to be diverse. We want to be for everybody. But reality is like you're actually participating in tokenism. You wanted that black hand because it's a black hand, not because you care about variety. Right. And so you end up putting yourself in a place that is actually worse when you should have just gone with what you had. And if you are using stock because you don't have it yet, there's a place of having to really be careful with that. Um, but also don't do it because you think that that's the thing to do. If it does not actually support the values that you stand for, which is going to take me back to the fact of, do you know what you stand for? Do you know what you're actually putting out there? Do you know what your visual, verbal, and written content is actually supporting? And if you don't, then to me, that's a symptom of a bigger challenge. Yeah. I mean, when I think about the idea of like not judging a book by its cover or business by its cover, I think that your marketing and your branding, that is the cover and it can go either way. So there is this example of the business that has the beautiful diverse cover that looks like everything's great, whether it be stock photos or custom created content or um, diverse people on their podcast, whatever that might look like for that business. But what you do, Erica, is you go in and you make sure that those interior pages, the heart and meat and potatoes of that book, I don't know why I say meat and potatoes, we don't even eat meat, but (laughs) we're just going to say the potatoes of that book. (laughs) The fish and the kale. (laughs) Yes, the kale of the book matches the cover. So it's okay to create these diverse images. And well, pay your black model. It's okay well, to that's a whole nother conversation. Photo. Please, please repeat that and please explain why that's so important because that is a thing as well. And that right there, that sourcing of black labor and not giving credit and paying accordingly is a whole nother fucking problem as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. For real. So if you're gonna if you're going to 
support diversity through your imagery, through who's on your podcast, whatever. Make sure you're compensating the people. Like, Don't just have them there to do you the favor to look like you're doing the work that you're not doing. And you have to pair that. So if you're showing through team photos, people who are not actually a part of your team or company culture kind of events that are being photographed and you're planting a couple of diverse bodies, you have to also pair that with doing the work. Because when you don't work with somebody like you, Erica, to make sure that they are ready to receive this kind of client or this kind of team member, you can actually do a lot of harm and you can create an environment where this person, even though they saw imagery to attract them, that beautiful cover, don't actually feel comfortable, feel safe, feel accepted, you know, or even understood once they're on board with what it is that you're trying to bring them into. So this is important. And this is something that I can do a whole nother episode about. This is where, if this is something that you want to know more about, definitely, um, you know, hop on over to Erica Corday on Instagram and tell me more. But I think that that's a whole piece because it is one thing to hire. It is another to maintain. It yes. is another to actually have somebody be integrated in as a part of the team and to feel as though they are actually a functioning, thriving part of the decision-making and execution process. Because again, just having them there is not the thing. They need to actually be a part of what you're doing and what you're creating and that, that end result. And so if you bring somebody in, so let's say you're a, a male dominated business and you bring in a woman and you have not considered uh, what types of conversations are maybe happening right now that are likely going to get you in HR hot water when she gets in there. Um, if this is a woman that has kids, what does your maternity leave, sick leave and those kinds of things look like? Is, is there a place for her to pump? And I say these kinds of things because these are little things that if you're an actual physical business, those are things that are possibly going to be a deterrent for women. If it is virtual, if there is no type of space for a woman that has school age children to be able to do her job well and still be a mother, then that's doing a disservice if you say that this is what you support and this is the type of person that you want on your team. Um, and can I also acknowledge that that's also, to me, that's a big issue in the sense that you mean to tell me that not one man on your team ever takes care of his kids and is never a part of Thank you. Because either? I was about to say that, like, yes, that applies to women, but I'm going to be real women. And I'm calling you up to say you have to recognize this for your businesses, too. There are a lot of female-owned businesses out there. Are you trying to bring men onto your team? Are you trying to have male clients? Because guess what? There are a lot of single fathers out there too, and they need a place to change the baby mm -hmm. as well. And there are so many restrooms that are not accommodating men if you have a physical business. Nope. If you have a virtual business, there are so many conversations that are so pro-women that they're actually borderline anti-men. So I'm going to ask you to really ask yourself, is your feminist movement within your business, your pro-women business movement, borderline into being anti-men because there's a difference between the two. And right. if it is, these are some things that you need to evaluate. Um, I can say from my perspective of my growth in my business is recognizing that for me, I had male clients from the beginning, but really working with you to get down to the root of my values 
as an individual and then the values that the business would carry through that matched mine, which are not exactly the same, but there are some similarities. One of them was women's empowerment. So we don't look at what gender we're trying to attract here, um, both in team and in clientele. And I have you to thank for that, of just reframing some of that thought process and really looking at what do we actually care about here? We care about empowerment. We care about equality. We care about diversity. We also care about people having permission to be themselves. And in that, you know, in the first few years of the business, a lot of it was women's empowerment. Guess what? There are men out there that care about women's empowerment more than some women do. And I recognize that when we started to speak up about some of these things that we care about, we actually onboarded more men than we ever had, but they happen to be men that cared about pay equality. They happen to be men who were fully on board for our beliefs and our values and our mission. And if they're on board with the same thing that we're trying to achieve here and the same message that we're trying to put forth and are in full support of our female clients who are trying to do the same thing, why would we turn them away? That's actually doing the opposite of facilitating diversity, equity, inclusion. It is. And it actually circles back beautifully, which is why I love having conversations with you, um, (laughs) where we started with the fact of, you know, you kind of can't judge it by its cover because, again, I have met women that were absolutely not looking to support me. And I have met men that have been extremely supportive. Um, I have met women that did not look like me, that wanted to support me more than some women that did look like me. So I don't think that just because you share a societal indicator or a demographic tag, that that all of a sudden means that this is X, Y, Z. It is really what is supportive of this group. And being able to really be clear on that makes it so that you can have the people there that are connected by values and not because they had a certain thing or not in their pants or I'm on gonna... their birth certificate. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And I'm going to be extra cheesy now and say that like your marketing, your visibility, your branding, that's the cover of your book. Mm-hmm. You know, the interior pages is actually what your real company culture looks like. Both your company culture internally, meaning with your team, and your external company culture, meaning the culture of how you deal with your clients. I'm sure there's a more technical term for that in your industry, but that's just kind of how I look at it. And then I feel like the values is the glue that binds that book together. Because without the values, I don't like... What are the connecting threads? What are the things that make someone that doesn't look, live, love, think, exist like you? What else is it that draws them to you? What else is it that makes the conversation that you have with them as powerful and impactful as it is? What is it that makes the impact that the two of you can make when you connect and collaborate so powerful? And it is those values. It is that shared goal, particularly when it's bigger than self. And it's really just about making change. And so, you know, I, again, I just think it's so important to not get into this place of I'm going to hire because fill in the blank. This is what my team looks like because I put this photo on my website. I don't give a shit what's on your website if it's all fucking <laughs> on the inside. That don't mean a good goddamn thing. And, you know, and actually living by it. So this is where I'm, again, I'm going to say, I think it's, it would be good to have another episode, but tell me what you guys think. 
Um, and I said, guys, I'm working on still letting go of this, a hard one. My audience, my lovely community listening to me, what do you think? Um, because I think that, again, the, the identifying of the values and the hiring, that's just starting. Like, how do you actually integrate this person into the process and the actions that are your business? I agree completely. And I know we try to leave people with one takeaway. I'm mm-hmm. going to say and volunteer my takeaway today that if you've Please. heard this and the interior of your business is actually diverse and you've been working really hard, especially if you're working hard right here with Erica Court Day on doing the work, <laughs> I need you to integrate that into the cover of your business because guess what? You are judged by the cover, whether we like it or not. Most people are going to judge your book by the cover. If they don't see that diversity in the imagery and the language you're using and the conversations you're having, if they don't see those values showing up in those places on the cover, you can't expect them to know what the interior of your book is going to be like. Facts. So set that book cover up so people are willing to open up that cover and turn the pages. Absolutely. Pause on the Play is about community support, having the powerful and necessary conversations, knowing that it is safe to actually do that and to know that you don't have to do it alone. You have an opportunity to be next to others, shoulder to shoulder, that are looking to make impact, things that are bigger than themselves, and to actually make the world the type of things that we're all going to be able to participate in and to be able to receive what we need from it to have an equitable place for all of us. These are the types of things that are important to us and that we foster within the community. This is our space created within Pause on the Play that is especially for you. Doesn't matter where you are in your business. It doesn't matter where you are in your visibility journey. This is a place where you can receive support, talk with others, get through all of the messy middle and know that you have a room full of people that are cheering you on and willing to help you. Go on over to pauseontheplay.com forward slash community today in order to apply, learn more, and get your seat in the room. Examining your beliefs, questioning your predisposed notions, considering the realities you're unfamiliar with, knowing that they're real. There's not much that we won't talk about here. It's because we want you to know that it's safe to talk about it and you don't have to do it on your own. We talk candidly so that we can open minds and hearts to different ways of thinking, feeling, and being. We want to bridge the gaps that contribute to fostering empathy. Pause on the play is about the things that matter, the things we all need, the things we all look for. Diversity, equity, inclusion, these are only just a few of the things that we stand by, for, and behind. We're here to get you challenging those assumptions, shattering those expectations, and stepping into the light of your own visibility. Share it with a friend. Get them to step in with you. Know that you can do this. And until the next time. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters 
and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?